Nine times out of ten, we'll catch you tuning into the Enlightened Brothers podcast. And this is one. This is one of the times. Episode nine, baby. Let's go. Episode nine. We got something special for y'all today. Our guest episode, yep. number two. Told you we're going to do this every other week. And this is the other week. So without further ado, Let's drum roll, it. please, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Could you introduce yourself? My name's Taylor. Taylor is one of our friends at high school. And she's been eager since day one (laughs) of the podcast to get on here. And Lighten Brothers Brothers. OG. You know we had to get her in after Gindub. Pretty sure I was the first few on your podcast. Mm, That's a bold claim. I think I was. I mean, uh, besides you two. Yeah, I was about to one-up you say it was us. (laughs) That's fine. Well, let's see how you do. So, um, who are you? My name is Taylor. What do you want to know? No, but who are you? Who are you? This is on the spot. I don't know. On the spot. That's how we (laughs) do it. What do you want to know? I don't know. Enlightened sister. Let's go. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Enlightened (laughs) Enlightened sister. sister. All right. Mm -hmm. New addition to the enlightened family. It's interesting. What do you you like to do, Taylor? I like to work out, Emery. Mm. You work out? Yeah. What do you do when you work out? I do CrossFit. 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 (laughs) Isn't that like really, really, really hard? No. You don't seem too buff to me. You don't think so? Yeah, what's up with that? (laughs) All right, that's fine. You don't look too buff to me either, Caleb. (laughs) 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 We like that pressure. Let's tune it down. Just started the episode. (laughs) We like that pressure. Let's tune it down. Wow. Flabs on you, Right off the bat. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Without further ado, let's get right into the episode. All right. Number nine. Let's go. All right, topic number one. Science so nerd. this week in the tech world, Virgin Hyperloop has just done their first human test. But the best way to describe to describe it is you're in some type of <laughs> capsule and it's an airtight tube and using vacuum pumps and maglev technology, which is something we talked about last week. Actually, um, you're able to transport people at high speed. So the person who well, this has always been in science fiction, but the person who sort of made this popular was Elon Musk. Uh-huh. And this was in 2012. And once he made this popular, a whole bunch of other startups and uh, things such as that started. Um, it started with just the connection between L.A. and San Francisco, which is about, I forgot the length, but it, it's, a, it's a trip that takes hours to take. But um, with the goal of the Hyperloop is it'll transport you from L.A. to San Francisco in about 30 minutes. So this is basically the future of transportation and sending people from what? No, I had a fly on me. Oh, did you tell me to speed up? <laughs> no, <laughs> sending, I sending, pe- hand, sending people from uh, destination to destination in, um, at quick speeds. So, yeah, it's just really interesting technology. Uh, the issue with this testing, it wasn't done at 600 miles per hour. Because the main goal of the Hyperloop is to send people at 600 miles per hour. But this test was done at um, 107 miles per hour. It reached that speed in 6.25 seconds, which is pretty fast, I believe. But that's uh, a, a long ways away. And But as maglev technology gets better and... Um, the air compression gets better, the, the, these things will, um, it'll just be more effective. I have um, a question. Mm-hmm. So trains, how fast do they normally travel, do you know? Because that seems like a pretty solid, t- like 107 miles per hour seems about average to me for like a fast y- train. Yeah, it so is, that is pretty average. I'm not sure how fast a train goes. Uh, uh-huh. Let's look that up real quick. Because, I don't know, that doesn't seem that 
record-breaking to me, which is on 107 miles per hour. On another tangent, Elon Musk the is goat? doing everything. The GOAT. So he's doing like this quick travel, mm. quick transportation. Well, he you just find launched, it. He just launched something yesterday. Yeah, he did. Yesterday yeah, in so, Orlando. Yeah, you know, that's just. Or not Orlando. That's what we do in the science world, man. We, we're, not, <laughs> we, we don't, we're not doing one thing at a time. We do multiple things. So, but as it says right here, um, trains are moving anywhere from 80 to 160 miles per hour. Um, so 107 so, isn't yeah. that so important. It's not that fast, but the difference is the way in which it's being done. So mm-hmm. um, maglev technology, as we know, it's not something that's easy. You're using um, these amazing superconductors to basically make whatever contraption you're moving float um, above that with magnetic fields and the forces within them. Um, so what the Hyperloop is, it kind of gives you the illusion, since it, there's no air in there, and you're floating, it gives you the illusion that you're basically like traveling like 200,000 meters above ground. Like it's, it's just a crazy experience. So the fact that they were able to do anything and they only had two people in there too. Um, I'm not sure how many people per pod. It's so this is going to be in the future. 28. 28? Yeah. Oh, now wow. that's very nice. This is, <laughs> <knows your stuff. laughs> <This> is uh, <laughs> like kind of similar to uh, the monorail in Japan. Mm-hmm. If you know, it's the like, bullet train. Have you? Yeah, the, it's yeah. like the bullet soul? train kind Basically, of. Yeah. But um, they have this these hanging rails, mm-hmm. and it's like a little cart that goes along the rails. They're at Disney too. They are, yeah. So. But um, <laughs> that threw me off. <laughs> sorry, anyway, sorry. <laughs> anyway, they're pretty cool, and going at these high speeds is something that's unprecedented. So, like the bullet train speed combined with this monorail technology, that's mm-hmm. about to be really something. Yeah, and I mean also. Uh, we've talked about this on past episodes, but this will also bring in the linking of cities. So w- the another one that's being built is from Chicago to Pittsburgh to some other city hmm. in Ohio. I'm not sure of the city, but it's the linking of cities. You could work in a completely d- different location than where you live. So that's going to be of great benefit to most people. It's also great for the environment. It's going to eliminate a lot of carbon emissions um, in regards to plane travel and car travel as well. Um, now, as a science fiction connoisseur, I am not just looking at this Hyperloop thing as just the, the vacuum-based tubing that we have now. Because right now, these things are going across the ground, and they're a great technology. But when we were talking about last week with the room temperature, room temperature superconductors, if we are able to bring these things out in the open, it can get to a place in which we have multiple multiple high, multiple hyperloops and at vastly different altitudes. So, is that going to yeah. be considered like public transportation? Mm-hmm. And we don't have that in the United States, like at all. Yeah, we have buses, and New and York nobody, has a subway, but mm-hmm. that's interesting. Traveling by bus takes just as long Forever, as yeah. yeah, and well, yeah, even longer. And I this mean, can really be to, yeah. this can be incorporated. Um, Really, it's universal, regardless of like um, the biome where you're living. Like mm-hmm. in like, um, yep. say like Florida, which is you know really flat and has a lot of water, opposed to like um, California, which is like a really mountainous area. Mm-hmm. I think this could really be a form of technology and transportation that could be used anywhere. They're actually building a connection between Miami and Orlando. 
For real? Mm-hmm. Now. It's take like five minutes. Right. <laughs> it's going to nice. be really that quick. Going to be, nice. <laughs> um, be packed, though. Now, yeah. my contribution to this, um, the whole, it's not going to be on a fixed schedule. So that uh, is what puts it ahead of trains mm-hmm. and um, the monorails and stuff like that. But these are also not going to be human operated. These are going to be operate, operated sketchy. by AI. You said it's what? That's sketchy. It's sketchy. It's sketchy. Oh, no no, 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 no. I like that. I'm usually anti um, AI on this podcast, but that AI for transportation, I, I like the sound of that. Ah, so you've come to there? the light. No, no, no. Now, let, let me get this straight. I'm not, a, I'm not a robot android fanatic like this guy. Look at his hat. SpaceX hat. You already know. He wears this everywhere. And, you know, he just got to flex his um, technology-based mind. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, a, I'm more of a mellow guy. Okay. I don't care that much. But, you know, if it's cool, I'm, I'm going to say it's cool. This is pretty cool. That's well, cool. I mean, it being AI-operated, because once we get uh, these this Hyperloop technology underway, there's going to be lots of moving pieces. So mm-hmm. it's going to be hard for – I mean, not necessarily hard, but – It'll take away the the task of needing a team of people always operating these hyperloops when you got a program doing it for you. So but that's gonna be very. What about have, the? Go ahead. They should have at least someone there in case it fails. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Like, and they well they have a they have lots of protections in place. So like just in case, uh, well I don't know. It's made of like strong steel, so nothing's gonna like run into it to knock it off. But just in case some air gets in there, they have like escape routes and stuff like that, and they it being AI operated, the it can take you to the nearest stop. So mm-hmm. that's interesting. One thing I'm concerned about is, like you said, someone being there, but I'm wondering if the maintenance for these things will be handled by humans or AI. Well, hopefully AI. Yeah, hopefully. But, well, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully by that time, we'll have also have service uh, humanoids that are able to oh, come humanoids. in. <laughs> yeah, humanoids. Yeah. Uh, humanoids is the term for human-like robots. If you Android are familiar, yeah. Or, um, yeah. But actually, I think Android is different. No, I think Android's kind of because, like. Well, then what's a? I thought Androids had some type of biological attachment component. Yeah. Do I Androids think that Androids are full of um, one primary thing in Androids is that they have machine learning, but it's like more similar to human learning. Yeah. So, um, humanoids. Yeah, I think they're the same thing. They it's might just be. different two terms. They might be. Um, they're also the cyborgs thing. and stuff like I that. I feel so out of the loop. I've never <laughs> even heard of an android or a humanoid before. <laughs> anyway, that was a little bit off topic. But, yeah, hopefully by then we're going to have some type of uh, humanoid service robots that are able to repair. And we can have them repairing 24-7 because it's not like they have any uh, conception of being tired or a home to, like, to go home to or so like we can always have them working on it but yeah i'm I mean, just realizing that we laid down a lot of groundwork over these past um eight episodes that uh-huh. we've done because oh, yeah. we're really just bouncing from ideas that we've previously covered and mm-hmm. like going into them more in depth yes really enlightened kudos Kate. brothers you know, you know. i want you one too, too. You thank too. you thank you bring, bring it in, bring thank it in. You. Um, anyway, yeah that, i mean that's good that's cool but it's just, it has me thinking a lot about the future of travel itself because, I mean, we have Hyperloops. We also have um, the space elevator. That's an idea. Mm-hmm. That's more so tourism. Um, but, I mean, I mean, we talked about wormholes before. That, that's a completely different, that's space travel. But just travel here on Earth, there's, like, lots of ways we can optimize um, our means of getting from place to place. 
with maglev technology oh also i bring on jetpacks and hoverboards i've read they're they're thinking of like water tunnels to like yes. connect um connect different Ooh. um continents where is that i'm pretty sure that's in um little waterways oh they already have one made right they're making they're Not, making one right now, and oh, I'm gonna get mad at myself. After that would, this that's gonna be memory. cool though, with submarines being the form of transportation that you use to get across these waterways. But they have like a, a it's basically like a hyperloop type tube, but it's mm -hmm. underwater. But I forgot what country it's in. Look it up. We have a computer right Bangladesh? here. Bangladesh. Yeah. Bangladesh. Yeah. Wasn't it? I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> This is like kind of not similar, but yeah. you know how we watch CNN 10? Uh -huh. So they were talking, um, it was like an architect, and he was saying how he thinks that in the future we could have roads that, like, you know, on highways there's like mm -hmm. six lanes one way, six mm -hmm. lanes the other. Yeah. Increasing the amount of lanes going one particular way depending on like how many people needed it. So like mm -hmm. if one way it was more like traffic loaded. Oh, uh, yeah. No, I yeah. I thought it was interesting. It's not as cool as the Hyperloop, but I don't know. I feel like it's really functional. Well, hopefully... Um, personal travel will be automated as well yeah automated? i don't know if, yes um talking about driving cars drive uh yes driverless cars self-driving well yeah self-driving cars i'd say you have to sit in it um <laughs> yeah i mean personally i mean i'm gonna jump on this autopilot technology as soon as i can personally i don't want to have to drive myself place to place when i could be doing other things so in transportation uh AI powered transportation is just a benefit. Just in that regard, you're able to do other things. But mm -hmm. yeah, because um, this is in all the science fiction movies and stuff like that. People aren't necessarily driving, um, but they let the computer drive. And that takes away from traffic. It definitely takes away from accidents. And we know that accidents contribute to a, lots of deaths yeah. every yeah. year. So, I mean, that's what the Hyperloop is going to do as well. So. There's gonna be a lot of positives, man. Cool, at least, at least I don't need to worry about um somebody like drunk or something yeah, running no, exactly. into your car. But then it does raise the concern that somebody will hack my whip. Hack it. Okay, so and drive me off the road. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. So cybersecurity is, excuse me, as we move towards IoT, which is um I think I've said this before, but that's the term of Internet of Things, mm -hmm. and that idea is basically every um, infrastructure will have a computer chip. So even right. your tables and stuff like that, that one day you're going to be able to use your um, BCI to basically just tell your table telekinetically to move across the room. Like, mm -hmm. that's, what the, that's the end of what IoT is. But with IoT comes the need for cybersecurity because we can't just have all these things out there and have the ability... Or they'll be manipulated. To yeah, to be manipulated or hacked because we know... As we get better at per, like making these technologies, and as code gets better, so does the the malicious acts against this code right. and hacking and stuff like that. So, um, I think I said quantum computing before. Uh, I think that yeah, was like did. around episode two mm -hmm. or three. Um, so that may be an idea. Quantum computing is more so uh, uh, like assigned to decryption, but hopefully maybe encryption that way. But I mean, there's like. Oh, there's lots of people now going into encryption and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see what we do. Because, yeah. I mean, there is, at some point, <laughs> maybe that's the first supervillain we get. It's going to oh, be no. some type of master hey, hacker. Oh, I'm no. telling you, nowadays in school, everything is really getting to be tech, um, yeah. technologically oriented. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that 
the there no definitely there's going to be an increase in the amount of tech jobs that people are going after i'm going there's going to be um more funding in the tech um industries absolutely and there's going to be like universities forming more technological programs and yeah we're just moving towards a tech-based world well at like actually, a rapid rate um going back to the hacking thing what are you going to do about it what am i going to do last about? episode you said we were talking about science fiction and the advances we're having in science um last episode you said you're going to be the first vigilante so how are you how are you going to stop this hack boss man dog i don't you even got i don't even gotta say too much i'm built different you know <laughs> you know you should <laughs> what's be on your shirt tell right? people what's on your shirt <sighs> no nah, they go i didn't do the walk up last episode i forgot so I'm no gonna do no it we're twice not doing that do the walk up do the walk up what's on his shirt what is that it's miles morales is spider-man oh. kid arachnid oh wait so you being a listener and watcher of the show what do you yeah. think about the walk-ups the walk-ups yeah. well i normally listen on the podcast, okay, okay. So. i'm gonna do it one more time but why <laughs> see i don't think i don't think the, the view i did watch the halloween episode on youtube to see casey's intro i never understood the walk-ups oh, you do some of your own I was about to sneeze. You did um, a walk up. Okay, now like since we're since we're talking about Enlightened Brothers, then what do you feel about uh, my co-hosts' um, raps at the end of the show? You know, come on, Taylor. You I'm know, gonna, can I be, be honest? honest. Be honest. Tell. Be honest. Be, you are the voice of the viewers right now. <laughs> be honest. Well, as a viewer, I don't think I've ever officially made it to the end of a podcast. Oh my god! <laughs> but I'm excited oh, to I hear it. I I'm said sorry. I was gonna do two. I'm gonna do three. Emery, (laughs) I'm excited to hear it. It'll be my first time. I can give you my opinion after. (laughs) Not the shuffle. Not the shuffle. What? I'll hear it for the first time today. You'll get my first reaction. Caleb, we've been we've been run amok, (laughs) bamboozled. What is that? What is that drunk drink song? I got people showing fake love to me straight up to my face. Bro, I was <laughs> yeah. playing that earlier today. Oh What's my going God. on? Oh What's going Taylor. on? Taylor. Listen, I need to do better. And I'm sorry. Nah, I mean, we understand, like, we, we sit here, we just chop it up. Our, our episodes are very long, so. Fellow up. Enlighteners. Wait, should we call our viewers Enlighteners? Is that thing now? No, nah, I mean, they, yeah, they're in part of the Enlightened family. Fellow Enlightened Society. Pe- people. So. Watchers, whatever. Yeah. Are you like Taylor here? Oh You've never goodness. heard one of the legendary raps? <laughs> Yo, is it actually, time to do it mid-video? I no, sh- no, no, no. Count me on that. Okay. Because <laughs> I never liked the raps from the beginning. So. No, I want to hear it. You're what do you do mean pound <laughs> me on that? She didn't even hear him. No, it's a Emory? good thing. No, bro, shut up. <laughs> no, Are you I rapping? hate this dude. I'm not <laughs> today. Yeah, we're rapping. I'm sad. Are oh, we? You're getting in on it? No, I'm going to have to Casey tried. She said we. Taylor, this episode's not going live. I listen to Megan, but I cannot freestyle. Oh, Meg the Stallion. It's not for me. Yeah, we we covered her quite a bit on here, too. Towards the beginning, but you know that's long. Oh, yeah, we talked about uh, Meg versus Tori. Getting shot in the foot? Yeah. Yeah. Why do I keep calling it versus? (laughs) (laughs) It was a versus. I heard that she wasn't even actually shot in the foot. What? Oh, aren't you? Aren't you a hot girl? Aren't you a hot girl? Enlighten the viewers, hot girl. Oh, my goodness. I don't even know. Honestly, I didn't know she was shot in the foot. You know I'm out of the loop. You know this. (laughs) But you've been playing her songs every day. (laughs) Every day. (laughs) But Taylor's so wishy-washy. That she wasn't actually shot in the foot and there was no evidence. Whoa. That there was definitely a gun. But it was never, the bullet never reached her toe. What about those pictures? Are those fake? 
What pictures? I thought I thought people put out pictures of her foot. Or is that I mean, not they true? They could be edited. I haven't seen them. I'm to not sure. To quote Charlemagne the God in his conversation <laughs> with Logic. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> hey, bro, that didn't even make sense for real. No, it didn't. You could have said it. I mean, I could have bleeped it out. No, but. no. I'll say it. I want to know. No, 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 no. Okay. Taylor. <laughs> the classic. No, stop. Please don't. Actually, don't don't say it. Don't say no, it. I won't make it. this an editing job for Caleb. Let's uh, move. You'll tell me Soon, after. we're going to have an Enlightened Brothers After Dark. Oh yeah, no definitely needed light no filter. dark, no editing. No filter. Taylor, you could come on for that oh, one and say all the please. Me dang. That would be fun. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> People love just making editing hard on me, man. Sorry. All right. Well, we went into a tangent tangent. It's what quite what we got up next? Um so we're ready to move on? Oh yeah. yeah. All right, let's oh, get Well actually it. I had one to bring up actually. Mm-hmm. All right. Um is this Recently. our surprise? Hmm? Is this our surprise? No, no. Oh, okay. You'll get, you'll get the surprise. Oh, okay. Recently, um, I covered this, a l- well, we covered this a little in the previous episode. Uh, I talked about resellers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the resale market is really, like, in general, is really coming up. I want to really flex really quick. Oh, yeah. Okay. Last week, I actually bought a coin from the U.S. Mint and resold it for $200. That's impressive. And I bought it for 75 Good job, Henry. Now, I feel like scum because I took <laughs> I took it away from the person who could have bought it for retail and flipped it. But, you know, there must be, like, a really old coin lover out there oh, yeah. that's just buying all these coins off of eBay. Mm-hmm. And from me to you, I appreciate you because you, you just gave me a quick buck. You think he listens to the podcast? Perhaps. I don't know. Maybe. If he's out there. Well, are you going to tell the viewers anyway. how you... Hmm? What? what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to ask if you were going to tell the viewers about, um, although this was a great achievement, and um, coming from your co-host, from your friend, your partner. Wow. We always get in assaulted. One of these days, <laughs> you're about to see us die on Does camera. Does this happen often? <laughs> yes, Some, happens yeah. every episode. What is that? I don't know I don't what know. it is. Anyways, and coming you from your co-host, no. a friend, a partner, <laughs> are you going to tell the viewers about the disappointing part that, uh, although you sold it for $200, you expected to sell this thing for 800 Why did you have to do him like that? He had his moment. <laughs> we, now, we don't have moments now, here. He had now his everybody, moment. Now, everybody, I've always talked about fake news <laughs> and media and how you should not listen to it. And I, I fell into that trap. I fell That's into fine. that hole. Now, you know, money's money. And I'm not too much of a greedy guy, but that made me sad. I mean, one hundred twenty-five dollars. My my brother. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But my brother, uh, my brother Ernie, we'll get him on this podcast one day. Mm-hmm. Oh, he actually told, he actually told me that um this would resell for much higher. So you know, there I am in school, on the school Wi-Fi with it lagging, and by the grace of God, I got that coin. <laughs> by the grace of God, and I w- it wasn't, it wasn't what I was looking forward to, but you know, it was damn good. I'm sorry, Caleb. It was damn good. I said I had to say it twice. I don't even think you should take that out. (laughs) I I think you need to keep that. Yeah, it added some power to it. That that was some money. You know, uh, whatever. Reselling market, like I was saying, it's really booming again, once again. And recently, like two, three days ago, the PS4 and the Xbox released. and um, PS5. PS5. I'm PS5, excuse me. 
Dang, Thanks. even she, she corrected me. I, I knew. Me. God. Did you get one? A little gamer. Yeah. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, they recently <laughs> released, either. and it's been it's been hell, to say the least. For <laughs> it's not a bro. cuss word. Come on, bro. <laughs> for people to get a hold of these um, consoles, simply due to the resellers, and you know, I really do hate the resellers for that because I. D- Bro, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm you just said hate. <laughs> I mean, you have oh. some emotion. Like, yeah. Tell me I'm, I'm sorry. I'm g- <laughs> Talk to me. From the depths of my soul, <laughs> how are you going to take away another man's gaming experience, another woman's gaming experience, another yeah. child's gaming experience? Yeah. Which one are you? For the sake of money. I think he's the woman. I'm all three. <laughs> You're the man, woman, and the child. <laughs> I am the man, woman, and the child who just wants to play a game. Yeah. And you, scum, scumbags, like how I was with that coin. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll tell. I'll tell you. I was the scumbag. Were people fighting over this coin? I don't know. Maybe the scumbag just got like scummed, coins? though. Yeah, but like, Scammed. I guess you reap what you sow yeah. because <laughs> me and my friends, they've been trying so hard to get a hold of that PS5 and they just can't. Selling as a whole, it's just horrible. What do you guys think about reselling? It was horrible now, but whenever you sold your coin, it was good. Is what I'm hearing. She has a good point. Because yeah. we were just glorifying it, and now we're trashing it. Yeah. Okay. Do you resell? Um, I tried. I thrifted a couple times, tried really? to sell it. I sold like Where'd a couple thrift? things on Poshmark. What's that? It. Poshmark? It's a clothes selling app. Mm, nice. I buy a lot of my clothes secondhand. From so you're people. a young entrepreneur. Yeah. A little thrifter. Yeah, man. What do you think about um, reselling, Caleb? Uh, well, in terms of... Like reselling any good or just any shoes? good, um, this is in general. Shoes, we haven't even talked about shoes. Yeah, we yet. haven't talked about shoes. Well, first, it depends. Uh, there's like a certain degree of trusting the, the reseller because mm-hmm. there are times when people get screwed over, um, fake pictures are uploaded and stuff like that, or things don't come in true to size. Uh, that's an issue, but at the same time, I mean, you spend your money. So, so and just take. fake goods in general. Yeah, like fake, fake shoes goods in general. Um, I bought a used book one time. Mm-hmm. I never got it. So <laughs> what? Where did you buy this book? Because uh, it wasn't on Amazon, so I tried to get it off of the internet for, I forgot what website. But I spent probably like $21 uh, to purchase this book, and that $21 is in the hands of the fake the seller. Scumbag. So scumbag yeah, I got, I got screwed. I think everybody has those stories. I um, don't. But you know, reselling just lucky. Um, yeah. <laughs> it falls onto basic supply and demand. Oh, yeah. Usually these items are coming in limited quantities, so people really people go shoot towards things that are unattainable because when you do attain them, it'll have everybody looking like, Wow. In the case of this coin, if I'm just flipping a coin down the street no one's gonna and a coin a collector like, dang, is that the seventeenth uh seventeenth anniversary version? Of the horse-ridden gold <laughs> diamond-encrusted coin was that from the, the U.S. Mint on the website. Was that no. how it was? No, this described? was a, this is just a random coin. Oh. What you know? How much money was it worth? What the coin? The one I sold? Yeah, around two hundred. Two hundred. No, I thought like so. The coins aren't just like no. It depends I'm confused on the coin. what kind of coin it is. Like, is it a this coin? Is like a nickel, quarter, dime, this, penny? No, it's just like a coin. <laughs> it was what? like a seventy-fifth anniversary. Right, um, but how much value did it have at its original yeah. state? No, it's not. Li- it's like a new coin that they're making, but it's limited. So it's it has no monetary value. Yeah. 
I mean, like of course it does. Per- you couldn't purchase like a uh, McDonald's a, Happy Meal. Like I couldn't give them that and yeah. give them any money. No. What? It's because the U.S. Mint is making these coins now to commemorate. Like it was a 75th anniversary of World War II coin oh, okay. with the design on it, and uh, it was in limited quantity. Oh. So when it sold, um, you know, forever, whatever reason, people buy these coins. Um, they got it. It makes sense. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was like a quarter or something. Yeah. But the issue with uh, like reselling as a occupation, um, just purely based off fashion, what's like, I guess, hip or what's popular in fashion is what somebody says it is. Yeah. So as a reseller, the resale market actually went down for a That's long time. That's what you because, call a brick. Yeah. Because uh, Jordans terms, were right. what was resold the most, mm-hmm. I feel like, back in the day. They were. Um, and then Jordans, although a lot of people still uh, love the shoe, I feel like not as many people were buying them. People were buying other things. Yeah, right now it's like the Nike SB, which is Nike skateboarding, their shoes. Yeah. Their, um, Nike SB Dunk. Those are really what's in hype right now because of like tra- uh, people like Travis Scott wearing them and his Instagram posts. You know, Travis Scott just got um, a deal with PlayStation, McDonald's. Taylor know all about that one. I do. Oh, yeah. I still and have my shirt. Emery, you want to buy it for me? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm trying, to, I'm trying to promote my business She's right here. She's a young here. entrepreneur, man. <laughs> this is reselling. No, 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 no. I got it for free. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's like a very influential guy. Influences people. So, Are you, you know. Is he your idol? Hmm? Does he influence you? No. Okay. Travis Scott doesn't influence you in any way. No. Is that why you begged for my shirt? Oh, I didn't shoot. beg for your shirt. Oh. Don't Yo. come on here and slander Our me guest on my has podcast. come in here banging I did not heads. beg for your shirt, Taylor. <laughs> oh, Emery. my. You want to correct Emery yourself? Beggar. You want to correct yourself, Taylor? How can I correct <laughs> myself? <laughs> lonely beggar? <laughs> no, lowly. Oh. Not a lonely. <laughs> a lowly beggar. How can I? Was that British? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Stop in my tracks for a second. Um, How can I correct myself? I did not beg for your T-shirt. Okay. Well, what First of all, I don't like as? Travis. I said, could I have it? And you said, no. Do you want to buy it? And I said, no. That was where the exchange uh, I'm pretty confident you asked for like a price. No. Okay. Oh, so this happened no. before today. Yeah. No. Before, yeah today. before today. Oh. Hmm. And I don't even, why would I wear a McDonald's T-shirt? Okay. If I did want it, it was to resell. Wait. Like you should resell yeah, yours. Like just a regular yeah. McDonald's? No, it says like. It's the. No, yeah, Cactus like, Jack, like um, yeah, Travis Scott's Jack brand on, on there. Actually, aren't just like the regular like McDonald's crew T-shirts being sold for like a lot of money now? I heard really? that. Really? I have like oh. five yeah, like on StockX. Hey Taylor, you should I'm make some quick. I'm about to quit my bank. job and just sell them. <laughs> I I think they need a bigger size. You think? Yeah. No, they are only come in men's sizes, which really is ridiculous because I'm a small person. So yeah. what am I going to do with a men's extra small, Taylor? If they don't what? sell extra small. It's only a men's small, and it's like it literally comes down to my mid thigh. Dang. Huge. <laughs> They're humongous. A men's small? <laughs> yeah. You were coming at my like body earlier, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're miniature, dog. Me? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. You want me to be a big, buff, scary bodybuilder woman? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's if you bout your CrossFit that's for real. That's stereotype with CrossFit. No. If you bout your CrossFit for real. So you know how we're talking about, like, the economy mm-hmm. and different factors that, like, play that a role? That is economics. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> um, whenever we, <laughs> we've been doing those things, those worksheets, and it's like, if it's a resell, it doesn't 
affect our economy. Mm -hmm. Do you think that'll be bad for us if we continue the reselling future? Mm. Because it's not helping us in any way. I don't think it's as widespread as to have that big of an economic impact. Okay. Because usually it's only on like um, some clothings and it's usually high-end clothing brands which are already up there in price. So they already have like uh, if you're not like making above a certain um, level of income, you're not going to even be going to those goods in the first place. So I think it's really limited in scope of who the consumers are as well as um, how much they're really willing to pay. So you think it's more beneficial than hurting well, it? Yeah. And I don't really think I, it has that big of an effect at all. Okay. Well, I think it does. I, I actually see it as having an effect, but I don't necessarily think of it as much of a problem. Okay. Um, when goods and uh, things such as clothing are resold, uh, yes, it has no uh, factor in regards to our gross domestic product because that's we are what not, i was yeah, looking for not, i couldn't yeah. figure out the word exactly so we're not necessarily producing things but at the same time money movement stimulates our economy right. so yeah uh within that i think reselling does do a, a good job i mean it has a lot of people are earning money so it's just another mode of income like we said on like episode two how things such as social media gave people another mode of, of income so it's just like basically creating these new ways in which people uh, can use their skills in order to function instead of having to work at a factory or something yeah, like that. It does have a big um, does have a big platform though because like websites like eBay like I said before mm-hmm. are strictly if you think about it just reselling markets yeah and people can set whatever price they want to on those so it's not limited by businesses and um, I actually got an eBay to sell my McDonald's shirt. <laughs> So you did. I, so you've already sell sold. I haven't. I haven't tried yet. Oh. I need to make. Yeah, you Make the jump. How much are you going to sell the shirt for? How much do you think I should sell it for? Or maybe you should mm-hmm. sit on it and sell it in a couple years. Yeah, I've thought about that too. Hmm. Wouldn't that? I was about to make a really corny joke. No, <laughs> make it. Come on. That's all of your jokes on here. That's fine. I was just gonna. I don't even know what I was gonna say. It was really <laughs> random. It was just like you said, sit on it, like. <laughs> Where is this going? Like sitting on the shirt, like actually, like. No. Come on, these people. That was trash. They, but you know, people. Cricket. Aside from the show, <laughs> after the Crickets. show, you can knock me as much as you want. But people after the show tell me that um, my jokes are. Very They're not fun. laughing with you. They They're at laughing at you. A laugh is a laugh. He's not wrong. Hey. That sounded so I'm here sad. to put a smile on your face and tell you some knowledge, man. Mm-hmm. That's all. So if you're laughing at me, I'm good with that. That's fine. All right, we're moving on. Our boy, Donnie Trump. Oh, well, I don't know if he's our boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my strong. dog. Yeah, We've been kicking it, kicking it since whenever he was born. 46? I don't know. 46? Damn. He old. He's an old boy. That's like 80 years old, wouldn't it be? Around that. I don't know. No. Uh, he's 70, Watch yeah. him be he's 74 right. right now. He's 74 right now. Oh my God! I think he. Are you right? No. Can I'm you do the sure math? I'm right. Search it up, bro. Forty-six 40 or forty-something. That's so old. Oh my gosh. 70. God, he's right. Oh my God, he's that right. was just straight off of your head. Right? June fourteenth, nineteen forty-six. Are you kidding? Hey. What wow. Can I say? That's impressive. Did you oh, do man. research? I don't. Maybe. 
He's I probably, just remember like, he probably every remember shot you take, you have a chance of making it in the hoop, man. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of I just remember options. Uh, st- stupid stuff. <laughs> All right. Okay. Anyways, who cares about the day Donald Trump was born? Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> oh, well, actually, 72 million people care. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, our boy Donnie Trump. Uh, he has openly bashed Fox News. Yo, um, I just he, peeped what he said. 72 million. That was a good joke. How was that a joke? It was serious. I know, but like, still, it's the number of people oh. that voted for him. Yeah, it was yeah. nice. Nice. Anyway, um, yeah, so he's openly bashed Fox News. He blames Fox News for his loss, uh, well, his assumed loss, uh, since we have to say that now, um, in the election. I think they recounted, like, officially, and it's really? over. Yeah. 302 to 232, 236, something like that. Our guest said it's reps. I mean... Apparently. We... Guests coming in hot. Coming in (laughs) with the heat. I mean, we've already done a whole episode, so, like, we're sure... We... People are generally sure on who's going to win. Right. But, um... uh, Trump and a lot of his supporters were mad that Fox News openly acknowledged Joe Biden as the next president-elect, which most people did, but... There's a lot of people who didn't like that and who agreed with Trump that, uh, gosh, fraud and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, um, and this idea was actually put forth before Donald Trump was elected president because, um, anyway, the idea, to put it out first, is Trump TV, uh, which is something very interesting. I've got a ring to it. He has a lot of supporters on that, that watch Fox News. Uh, and we know that Fox News is a conservative-leaning media outlet, but there are people that are starting to become even more radical with their right views. And a lot of those people, I'd say most of those people, attach themselves to the Trump political thinking. So it seems as if a lot of viewers from Fox News will begin to subscribe to this Trump TV. Is Fox this a thing? It's looking to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Trump actually had this idea before he became president because he didn't necessarily think or know um, that he was going to win. So by him running for president, he gained lots of publicity. So yeah. this dude has a huge following. Like I said, 72 million people voted for him. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Will you all be tuning into Trump TV? Well, first of all, this man well. has a tower. So a, a whole building with his name plastered on it in gold. So he's a businessman. Yeah, whatever um, business, man. whatever antics he's up to next, I wouldn't antics. be surprised to say the least. <laughs> so, but uh, would I tune into Trump TV? Let's just say if I woke up and Trump TV was on my TV, I would get my remote and turn the power button. Mm. Okay. What about you? I don't think I would listen. See, I have a different <laughs> view on this, and we've talked about uh, how social media uh, places us into these media blocks. So we're constantly receiving the same um, ideas through television and social media all the time. It's a a constant loop. But in order to be moderate, like myself, you kind of need to hear things from the left and the right in order to form your own opinion. So if I am uh, in the mood of just like listening and consuming a certain topic, I will consume all the media around it. So I will tune into Trump TV to see what they're talking about, not necessarily agree with it, 
I might end up agreeing with it. Who right. knows? Who knows what they may, may be talking about? But this is the only way we're able to form these well-rounded ideas instead of just watching CNN, which is a left-leaning, or MSNBC, which is also left-leaning, or just watching Fox, which is conservative right. How much Actually, you... Oh, go, go, ahead, ahead. Go, ahead. No, go ahead. No, 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 no. no go I ahead. heard someone say that CNN was the most reliable news source. How do you feel I about that? I think that is their slogan. Did you hear that from uh, somebody who's on the left? It was someone in CNN my class. Is, so <laughs> it was somebody who? In my class. Oh. CNN I just heard is it. not all the way left. I feel like they're like a little more towards moderate, but yeah, I th- do think they're I anti-Trump, which them, makes them seem like that. I'd still consider yeah. them to be biased. They're anti-Trump. Well, they're absolutely they biased. are absolutely yeah. biased. But when we were discussing media bias, someone mm-hmm. asked, what is a non-biased media source? And this lady shouted out, CNN. The Onion. How? Not at all. The Onion. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Just as non-biased as The Onion. Yeah, sure. Um... No, I mean, whoever told you that was most definitely likely biased. left. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Have you ever seen Chris Cuomo or Anderson Cooper or Van Jones or like any of their news anchors just mm-hmm. talk about Trump? Yeah. Locally um, call him an idiot or a sad excuse for a president? Even yeah. on, That's unfortunate. On hey. Fox, they call him Sleepy Joe. I mean, it's yeah, the they same. Yeah, it they goes, attack. It, hey, they it goes both ways. Yeah, they attack. That's why people are... And that's why I think these um, media companies now are going to sort of fail in the future in this radical point uh, point of view. And it's going to be interesting to see all these new an- news anchors that were um, basically, I don't want to say they were putting out crap, but a lot of the things that they were saying could be seen as fraudulent. And now, if people now want more like credible, moderate, centered type of media, it's going to be interesting to see these guys who were once radical now come to the center right. and talk about regular stuff. Have you guys ever talked about party systems on here? Yes. Yeah. What do you think Definitely. about it? I don't like them, I think. At all? You know, I'm not a fan of them. No, yeah. like Elaborate. It's, earlier, I feel like it's dividing. What? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, earlier when me, me and Caleb actually guest starred on our previous guest Casey's um, podcast, The Gap in the World, earlier today. And we went into this uh, a little bit. And, yeah, I said uh, – I believe political parties really divide the people into diff, um, different groups, obviously, as they do Republicans, Democrats, whatever other political party you may sign, align with. But, um, you know, they're not good in terms of building a society of unity. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah no. elaborate. What do you think? So I feel like Republicans, you imagine them to have one specific set of views. Same with Democrats. Mm-hmm. You see... Like, Republicans, no abortion, all guns. Democrats, abortion, guns. Those are just two of the most controversial things, I think. Right. Uh And, like, someone can believe that you can't have abortion, but you can have guns. And I feel like there's so much Mm -hmm. gray area. And the party system just makes it seem like you have to believe one way. And I feel like a person should run for the way that they feel and not the way that their party feels and associate with that. If you you tuned in previously, Taylor, you'd know. Was this already discussed? You aligned with the sentiment that... I am basically Emery put forth and but that's an interesting concept and uh, this whole time I kind of have been talking about um, intellectual propelled politics so instead of functioning off of emotion and basically and for a lot of people politics are like sports when you think about it sports yes in a way because for one they see it as entertainment but also 
they're it's like a competition when it's not supposed to be a competition it's not. we're that's supposed why. to be working together and optimizing the functions of our country that's why everybody looks to forward to the debates yes okay like well the debates, debates this year that was entertainment yeah it was that's entertainment. it should not have been it but should it was. not have been but that's that's the pull in it and you know i talked about this in one of our earlier episodes but i don't believe that majority of americans are really educated on when it comes to politics mm-hmm. and they only go with like what they're seeing on these right. um news media outlets that are like either fox news which is really really republican or like as you guys said cnn is really really democrat and at through the lack of that education on politics they are they end up making assumptions about the opposite party right. that's yeah. where the big chasm the big division is that's the most unfortunate thing because um, I explained it the last episode, the 10 questions thing, where people may agree on nine out of 10 questions and then that one issue flips them from, or, or puts them in left or right. Yeah. But through that, now the person who, who, in which they agree on most topics, they automatically dislike the person right. on the other side of the party when it shouldn't be like that at all. Yeah, like to restate ourselves from the previous podcast, Taylor, we basically said that people will deem you like like say take your skin color for example black or white they'll take your political party and just completely use that to label you mm-hmm. and um and i don't make, think that's fair make a decision on you based on your beliefs and right yeah because i feel like we're fighting against each other not with each other to make our country better mm-hmm. yeah. i feel like it's us against each other like i don't know do you get where i'm no, going i, I can't put it into completely. words it's just so frustrating that no, so we're all turning against each other instead of working towards one common goal which is the point of electing a leader absolutely so what was your reaction from this past election this past election i don't know because if i was 18 i don't know if i would vote mm-hmm. i didn't really like our options right yeah. but um i'm hopeful that things will end up well mm-hmm. that's how i feel yeah, and I believe a lot of people had this sort of uh, sentiment about picking between the lesser of two evils and not liking our candidates. Right. Um, and, I mean, at the end of the day, no candidate's going to be perfect, but this one was uh, certainly disappointing. But before um, the election, I saw Biden as uninspiring. I said last episode, after his speeches, he started to pull me in a little bit and he started to reel me in. Um, so I am very hopeful uh, when it comes to my interests and politically my main standpoint, other than dealing with social justice and in present day dealing with coronavirus, I also uh, am very vested in climate change and I believe what he's doing with climate change is going to be good. But um, And not to look too far ahead, but after the experience we had now, I feel like from now on, especially in the next election, we'll have the best people put forth in order to lead our I country. I really hope so. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully history doesn't repeat itself mm-hmm. as it usually does. But, but you know, times are changing. Like, uh, yeah. like we always say, this era that we're in, I believe, is the most growth humanity has ever seen in like a short amount of time Mm -hmm. as like we're like technology, all the innovations that we've had. Give me a time period. Give me a time period. What do you think? What? Just like what period of growth? Like from what date to now do you think we had this like, Oh, great shift. Yeah. I'd say at least the fifties to Uh now. 
Okay, because cool. Industrial um, Revolution. Yeah, Industrial Revolution. Just the creation of machinery, mm-hmm. getting um, just executing age-old um techniques. Yeah. Like the far- farming and um. We just recently got computers, like starting in like the '60s mm-hmm. or or '50s, '60s, yeah, whatever it was. '56. Was that long ago? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. not even yeah. long ago. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, this was is really short. How far we've come. Yes. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> like just in Actually, one person's lifetime. Um, computer computer science has been the fastest growing human revolution in comparison to yeah. any other thing from us coming from monkeys to the highly intelligent evolution um yes n- no not evolution the actual term for it's like hominids or something like that um but hominids you mean uh, what we were are the species name yes homo sapiens almost yes but it's bef- it's it's an aggregate term to because we're he, homo sapiens weren't the only type of like there were there were different groups of uh basically like the monkey type things that we see um but homo sapiens were the one that just lived out so there were other humans before but anyway as i was saying (laughs) us coming from those beings to uh uh, uh, the highly intelligent um beings now who are blessed with human intuition that took millions of years but within computer science i mean it's just been basically four or five decades and we're at the point now where i mean we're creating artificial intelligence, which mm. I always say is the greatest gift of humanity. It's the evolutionary child from humans to artificial intelligence. And now the, the technology we have advanced to, we're coming up to a point in which we're starting to look outward. And right. now I, I'm going to commit to saying this on every episode because I believe this is really important. We must get past the great filter. Yeah. Are you all familiar with what the great filter is? I'm not. Okay, so as um, humans have progressed in their technology, we start to look out, and we start to look at our place in the universe. So through that, we think, are there other beings out there? Are there other intelligent life out there? Um, And this is characterized by the Fermi paradox and the anthropic principle, but right now we don't see anybody out there. So since we don't see anybody out there, we think why the great filter is if there are no intelligent beings out there other than us why don't intelligent beings progress to the point in which uh they get to us because we are in a an expansive universe our observable our observable universe is 14.8 billion years old but from that point it expands on for thousands of light years Mm -hmm. so it's really interesting but anyway getting past the great filter is the issue i see that overarchs all of humanity because I want to move towards being a multi-planetary species. I want to optimize our experience here on Earth. Um, and this is a complete tangent from Trump TV. I don't know how we got yeah, there from I here. Yeah, I don't know either. But, <laughs> but it's, a, it's a really interesting concept. And to loop it back into politics, in order to get past the great filter, we need to be a collective. This isn't just the United States, but this is the United like, globe. This is, yes, the United Continents. Globalization is something I talk about a lot. We need to be basically instead of being these individual factions just function as one the human race so you think like what i came from is you know how russia likes to compete against us Mm -hmm. and like launch the rockets out first you think we should work together instead of competing well and see that's the issue there because in that competition you have people working harder 
Because that's true. If, if there was no competition, this is like the idea of a monopoly. Competition breeds that's innovation. True. Yeah. That's true. So it's there's like a fine line, but um, I think more like emotional, I guess. There's like whatever competition between the countries, it shouldn't be based off of greed and wanting to be the best. Everybody wants to be the best, but it should be purely intellectual in uh, my perspective. Yeah. But that's I mean, it's interesting. That's it's not. that's yeah. I don't think it can reach that level because mm-hmm. you know mind body works together. People will think it, then they'll do it, mm-hmm. and then monkey see monkey do. Everybody's gonna be <laughs> everybody's <laughs> gonna be working, innovating, and you know you don't want to get uh, one upped. I know I surely don't. I'm sure I could speak for the rest of the world. Oh, yeah. Nobody wants to see. Well, you can always see somebody winning. I love to see somebody doing great for themselves, but, you know, you always want to do great for yourself as well. Well, yeah, it's human nature through evolution. I mean, people have been competing. People were competing for food millions of years ago. So from that, we've evolved into now wanting to uh, set ourselves above other beings. So it's kind of it's just uh, it's a hierarchy that's embedded. It would take involving uh, evolving the human instinct, you know, I think competition's healthy. I don't yeah, think it is. There's anything yeah. wrong with it. It it's be, necessary. Yeah. It's breaking free from our human constraints, not necessarily becoming like more than human. Because we had this talk, we we talked about this for super long on one of our episodes, uh-huh. going into like the moral um, and like ethical standards for all of these um, human experience mm-hmm. uh, ex- experiments, and just like raising the level of humanity. But, you know, to to an extent, I think it's somewhat necessary if we do want to become a multiplanetary system. Mm-hmm. Mm. What planet do you want to go to next? Uranus. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, next, absolutely Mars. And we're going there pretty, pretty soon within well, the next two Mars, decades. Because that's basic. Um, like everyone right. knows that's next and coming. But well, mm. I don't know. I mean, we, we definitely we know uh, we now know the uh, there's like uh thousands of Goldie-like zone planets out there that are that could support Earth life, well, that we believe that can support Earth life. So, um, no, I don't know. I mean, right now I'm comfortable on Earth, but trust me, once the technology is ready, I mean, it's one of my dreams to go out and venture space. So, you know, it would be a very interesting. Europa, which is not even a planet but a moon. It's, yeah. um, I don't even know what that Europa is. Europa is uh, very interesting. Uh but yeah, one, Titan's interesting. One thing about the space uh, about space that I would like to confirm, or maybe just reality as an existence, uh-huh. I want to confirm whether there truly are alternate realities and different planes of existence, like beyond just like space travel and like, like. Look at his fingers. You're making me tingle. You're making me tingle because you're getting me very excited. Very excited because there's, but our well. I'll put it this way first. Collect your we, thoughts. Come on. <laughs> we don't perceive the world. We r- only interact with our nervous system. This phone, we see as rose gold, whatever, but that is purely based off of the light bouncing off and shining into our retinas. We only interact with our nervous system. Another animal may see this phone as something completely different. When it comes to multiple planes of reality, within quantum physics, we have... Uh, this thing called the many worlds theory because due to Heisenberg um, uncertainty principle and quantum superposition, we see that uh, these quantum particles take every 
single possible route, but the most likely uh, route in which these particles can move and be positioned as is what makes up the reality around us. Um, but there are many other the many worlds theory is that there are many other realities where I'm saying something right now like completely different or I'm not black, I'm a completely different color. So there's, it, it's a very interesting thing. Um, it's something I definitely wanna research more, but yeah, our perception of, of reality is really an interesting thing because, and maybe we don't necessarily have to go past it because we're, uh, I don't know if we ever escape our own nervous system, but it's a, it's a very interesting thing to contemplate that we don't ever really interact with the world. I think there's, um, yeah. there's a prime example. Mm -hmm. Like me, I personally do believe in ghosts and things like that. But um, like you were saying before, yeah. what things that we, um, that we were able to conceive and see. Yeah. Maybe these are things that like fall under, like outside of um, the human regular human nervous system. And that's and interesting. Um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, nah, you're. Oh, I was saying, and that's very interesting when it comes to hopefully when, well, we, we say hopefully, but um, thinking about the day in which we meet uh, life outside of earth, if they have a nervous system in which they can perceive things other than us like even as we um see the world at a certain frames per second mm -hmm. so if they're if they're um an alien species that can see it as even like 10 more frames per second than us all the movies and stuff that we watch they'll ask us like why is it in slow motion like things th little things like that if we um could collect in more light we would be able to see a, a wider span like our peripheral vision things and like that. it's also strange um being humans and things that we can perceive. If you take like, uh, um, there have been many cases of somebody who could see before and then they went blind mm -hmm. and then now they're, they're now describing colors that they could never see when they had the, um, mm. when they had their sight. Yeah. So, you know, um, maybe the, there's different multiple facets in um, our human bodies that I don't think are really, you could say unlocked right now. Yeah. And, that's what evolution is, you know. Well, How did we come from where we were, um, being monkeys, to yeah. who we are now? We're going near that unlocking, though. That's very interesting. What if we just shoved people on a planet, just a bunch of people, uh -huh. and like let them mate? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Until they evolved and Sounds adapted to, to the different planet. Um, it would take a long time. <laughs> yeah. I think one. we should do it. I think that's a good yeah. idea. Um, <clears throat> well. That was totally a joke. Listen, I know that that's so unrealistic. Oh, my God. You should have been here for the gene editing episode, though, because eventually we're going to be able to maybe make humans that are able to live on Mars mm -hmm. that are just adapted to that Mars uh, atmosphere, yeah. which its atmosphere is basically nothing. That's why we don't. That's why there's no life on Mars. That Well, can't say that either, but that's why we don't think there's life on Mars. Um but you know, no, that's very interesting. But since we are talking about space, um, Ronotic, stop. We stop. Now, look, there's a, there's. We're gonna ask our guests a series of questions, okay? Is it the space versus the ocean? Mm -hmm. Is that the question? This is our the first question you're this. gonna weigh in on. I thought about this because I was gonna bring it up. Thank you. Um, okay, Emery, you like the ocean, right? You think we should explore the ocean, and obviously you think we should explore space. I think I'm more of an ocean person. I knew it. Calm down. Calm down. I knew it. I knew it. And it's only because I feel we should know. 
the most <laughs> about our planet <laughs> before we move on to another one. Taylor. We should fully 100% explore our planet before we move and try to do more. <laughs> okay. We Whatever we find Glory at the bottom can help us God. learn more about another planet. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe. It's high pressure down there. It's high pressure in space. Am I wrong or is it? Uh, no. So... I mean, the same technology we use to get down to the very deep bottom of the ocean, we could probably use to get. I mean, that's that's definitely that's they what could, he says. They could help each other. They could work together. I've refuted this uh, point of view. I know you have. Times. Prepare yourself, Taylor. I He's know. coming in. Oh hot. my god! All right, start thinking. Can I uh, before, <laughs> before I even speak? Speak. Well, let me paint this situation with a hypothetical. Um, is what we find in the ocean going to be able to help us when there is a comet that comes out of nowhere. <laughs> it might. Uh, how? We can drench the comet. What if we find... <laughs> Put it out. <laughs> okay. okay, sure. What if we sure. find some animal just deep in the trenches? The trenches? <laughs> <there is> no <laughs> deep in the ocean trenches. And what if we find, like, its excretions, whatever comes out of it, like could cure like cancer okay. or it could cure like that has all nothing these, to do with the comment no but, but sure. listen it could cure all these crazy things <laughs> sure right yeah the same way that it could help us in technology like a what is a material mm-hmm. that we no. can use in the future i understand so propose a way that we like could stop this comment a way that we could stop the using comment? space power <laughs> space power <laughs> okay well a superhero through no um <laughs> a comet or asteroid Basically, if we see it coming before, mm-hmm. we can redirect it. Um, How? Uh, what about? Never mind. Never mind. I'll let him finish, what? Taylor. No, no. no don't go, give go, him go. extra time to think. No, go ahead. I'm, no, go, go ahead, Caleb. Caleb. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we don't necessarily want to blast it, right? Because if you blast it, it'll it just split up. Uh, yeah, multiple split comets, up. asteroids gives multiple pieces. And I'm gonna be honest. I haven't looked exactly in. To it. I know that we have the ability to deflect comets, um, but I haven't looked exactly into it. But I can give a prediction. What? Um, we would certainly have to use some... Huh? Are you thinking? Yeah, I'm thinking. Go Why ahead. Y'all, y'all are constantly thinking how to refute me while I do this. <laughs> um, well, we can certainly use some sort of spacecraft in order to just uh, fly out and um, give the incoming celestial body uh an alternate route so if we see this thing coming far enough all we have to do is move it by just the smallest degree in order for it to miss us um because if these things do end up crashing into us and this is also because it's not just is space cooler than the ocean which it obviously is it's which one is more significant and the things coming out of space i believe have the opportunity you could argue hurricanes and tsunamis but i was about um, to argue that actually that was right coming off my tongue i'm one step ahead of you okay um <laughs> uh <laughs> things such as comets and asteroids but how will have a, a how deeper effect is a comet but how often do we see a comet or asteroid coming straight no, this at is us a hypothetical though yeah well yeah it is a hypothetical but it's um, more common that we would see a tsunami it's messed up a lot of oh yes absolutely things. but the the efficacy of a celestial um, body coming into our planet, being propelled down, and uh, will have a deeper impact on, unfortunately, ending lives and displacing lives from their home. Um, but at, 
to a point on the ocean, climate change is a big deal. So as climate change gets worse, that may make the ocean dangers even more significant than those in space because oceans levels rising and extreme weather events, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a big deal. This is kind of out of pocket, but, mm-hmm. you know, when we do think of a comet, we think of it crashing onto maybe a city and killing all those people. Yeah. But if we were talking using the technology you spoke of and redirecting it, yeah. Um, and to make it land in an ocean or something, I think the biggest no. threat there would be like it hitting the core of the Earth, and that would cause the no, Earth. No, 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 for one, you have to get through the entire mantle. So if it, if there's anything power enough to get to the core, then it's gonna dist- it's gonna explode our planet. Yeah. For one. Um, for two, when I say redirecting it, I don't mean redirecting it from a city. I mean I, redirecting to, it from the, space. the, the planet? entire planet. And right. we don't want this thing to enter our atmosphere at all. But I'm saying if it did, the ocean would be our friend. Okay. Mm-hmm. Stopping that comet in its tracks. So, oh, so what you're saying is, if there were some type of thing, so you're saying, if there were, if there were some type of body entering our atmosphere, the ocean is better primed into defending us against that than anything else. Yes. Well, our planet is 75% water, so the ocean doesn't have to do much work. The chances of it hitting the ocean is much higher. Because the ocean, the ocean just built different. No, it's built to what it was meant to be built. Different. Um, I feel like you're taking this as we only study space and we only study the ocean because we still can focus on technology for that worst case well, scenario. That, that's the that's the uh, the fun part about this debate. We have to uh, pick one that's better than the other because I think the ocean's still better. I I agree. You can you're you agree. Totally, he agrees. No, no I agrees. agree that you're able to think that. <laughs> no, you're you totally agree. entitled to your opinion. Our last guest literally said space. So right now it's yeah, one to one. I got ganged up on. Um <laughs> anyway. I'm here for you, Emery. Um that's a interesting perspective and this kind of goes back to politics. It's if science Never either or yeah, it shouldn't be either or. Um, if we didn't focus so much on war and all this other things, then we would be able to explore these things equally. Um, but yeah, no. Marine biologists, I'm talking to you. Okay. Within the next hundred <laughs> years, we got to do something to find out what's in the depths of this ocean. It's terrifying. I, I'm assigning you to figure out the mystery of the Bermuda Triangle. I am why don't assigning you become you. a marine biologist? Yeah, why don't you do it, bro? If you're so passionate. I'm not that passionate about it. Seems pretty passionate to me. This I'm could passionate in competition because competition breeds innovation, like I said before. So me butting heads with Caleb like this is just formulating thoughts for me to give to the marine biologist, yeah. what I'm doing now. I said okay. this before, but, you know, within the science community, the best of us look up, man. I said that before. The best of us look up. From Copernicus, the best of us looks from all Cop- around. From we do That's look all around. Okay, we do look all around. I agree with that. But when it comes, because usually I'd say this: if if it, if it wasn't a competition, I'd agree with you. But in a competition, <laughs> the best of us look up. From Galileo to Copernicus to Einstein to Newton. But the best, the best of us, that's the, that's the key word. Us is the key word. But who is the best? There hasn't been a best yet, but I guarantee the person who is the best and will reign above all of these other scientists is somebody that will explore the ocean and space. Okay. But that does, I agree, but that has no effect on the competition. That's the point of the debate. 
You're saying what? So in order to, no, I'm saying in order to assist your argument, you can't just use, you can't just say that both are being used. If you're arguing ocean over space, you got to say that the best scientists looked at those. No, because my initial argument for the ocean is that we should understand. I never, I was never against ocean. Uh, I mean, space exploration and. Um, just um, gaining knowledge about space, but I'm I was against, saying I'm not against ocean exploration. Yeah, but I was saying that we need, we it. should place priority on understanding the ocean beforehand. Uh-huh. Because tell me, is Elon Musk looking down at all? Uh, he's looking up. Exactly. You should still look down too. I agree. You should look we, all around you. We agree. Um, and I've I've already addressed. We that neglect the because ocean Elon Musk so will definitely much. be regarded like Albert Einstein and these other um, mm-hmm. for sure. Caleb, okay, do you like scientists. fish? Do you like seafood? Uh, generally, yes. Emery, you like fish? You like seafood? Yeah, I like fish. I bet there's an I, 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 I bet like there's a, nice a I bet there's an animal out there in uh, space that tastes even better. An animal. I don't think that's an animal. I think you'll find a microorganism. Extraterrestrial extra life, if you I'm want me to get it. A protein. Sure. They might eat aliens in the next couple hundred years, but not me. Well, we'll I sent my saliva into space. That's not in my palate. Well, I mean, through through genome sequencing. I sent my saliva into space. Huh? You know, Clarify. in class, we all like drew pictures to send up an rocket into space, <coughs> and it was just going to stay there, and I licked it. So if an alien were to find it, they can have my DNA on it. So you want space babies? Sure. My saliva is in right, space Caleb, right now. Move, uh, yeah, Are you jealous? Let's move on to another. Are you jealous? We'll ignore sure. that. Um, <laughs> I'm jealous because I'm going to be entrenched in space for the rest of my life. Well, I'm going to be the first one in space. I already beat you to it. So sure. <laughs> sure. Anyways, uh, moving on to another science-based question. Um, first, I'll open it up like this. How long do you want to live? Me? Mm-hmm. Not that long. You don't want to live that long. I don't. So do I, we need to I have a talk? <laughs> well, yeah, okay, I hold on. I feel, huh? No, I'm not talking like 30, 40. I'm talking like 85 okay. is about a good range. I think okay. I'll have lived my life. Because mm-hmm. when you get old, there's a cer- this is actually in my project. That's why I asked you that question. Yeah. When you get old, there's a certain point where your quality of life just isn't worth it. Right. Everyone's so more advanced, like so far advanced. And like my mom, she even struggles with an iPhone and uh-huh. she's not that much older than a normal human being. So I don't know. I just feel like. Looking at my grandpa, who's 94, and how he doesn't understand technology, he can barely use the TV remote. I would get frustrated, and I wouldn't want to live anymore. But that would that go? Can, can I go first, please? Go ahead. Like I was saying before, with the how we're now in the most, um, let's say, innovational age of um, of the human race that we've ever seen. I think it's understandable that um, elder, elderly people don't understand technology. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it'll be different for our generation because we already have a basis of that technology. That's and we'll be experiencing it as it grows, as it changes, because we'll be like um, exposed to it. And, and what I was going to say to uh, com- com- sort of combat what you were saying, uh, this sort of resistance to uh, learning and technology with older people, it's due to something I said in the last episode, or not last episode, this is probably three, four episodes ago, but when we were talking about neuroplasticity, do you remember that? Yeah. Um, are you familiar with what neuroplasticity is? So it's basically, um, we learn through the movement and uh, the synapses and the strength of connections within our neurons. Yeah. So the, uh, the brain's susceptibility to form these connections and to form new connections is what neuroplasticity is so when i say i want to live for hundreds of years um and that's just a generalization i have no idea how long i want to live but we're 
at the assumption that the technology and with the gene editing and the reverse aging that we we're able to pull off, we're able to keep this neuroplasticity intact. And we're basically going to uh, extend our, our uh, prime quality of life. So it's not just um, you age up to a certain age and then like somebody who's 90 or 100 just lives as a sack of flesh for the next 200 years. <laughs> yeah. That's gru- uh, gruesome. But yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> excuse me, it's also extending your quality of uh, life. But I've also read this thing. It's like sure. complimenting what you said. Yeah, go not ahead. to debate it. Um, that people who are in isolation isolation get dementia faster because they uh-huh. don't. They're not as stigma. What would be the word? Stigmatized. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Okay, so yeah. I think because we have smartphones and we have all that different factor that they didn't have growing up, that we'll have less cases of dementia and that more people will be able to. Mm. think better oh, yeah. does that gene make sense therapy. i don't know how to word what i'm saying well we you, talked about gene therapy gene which therapy, i'm pretty uh well it's against it's not in the like long run editing. it's just naturally yeah. like yeah. how yeah. we're developing yeah. as a species you. well it is also within our genes that um and this is just bioengineering in general but well, it's yeah. also within our genes that certain people are more susceptible to things such as alzheimer's and stuff like that yeah but as we talked about in episode one this is just a, an amazing throwback episode i know um, episode one Neuralink will be able to cure all of these things. Mm. Shout out to my boy Elon. But what were you gonna say? Um, I forgot. But anyway, okay. on <laughs> as to as to my um perspective on this, I'd like to live pretty long. I mean, as long as my natural life will give me, mm-hmm. because I'm a people watcher, and even if I'm a- not able to go do things when I'm older. I still like to see the world, mm-hmm. and uh, I like to analyze the things because you know wisdom comes with age, and not necessarily how smart you are. So how not how um not necessarily how um smart you are, but um what you're exposed to, you know. So I feel like um as long as I'm able to live, I'd like to take in as much as I can and cool. see this world now. This will kind of highlight why I want to live longer than you guys do. Um, I'll ask you a question first. You're a gamer, right? Right? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So um, when I talked about virtual immersion uh, and we're talking about Sword Art Online, um, didn't you say that you would like to experience some type of virtual immersion. Yeah, but I'm not going to extend my life to do so. Oh, so you won't do that? No, if I I hope it's going to be out. I hope it's going to be out by Caleb the time just I wants die. To live like Star Wars. So I hope it's going to be out by the time I die, but I'm not going to go out out of my way to extend my life to do so. What if it's just 10 years? From not now? E- not even 10. No, just gradually. 10 years after I die? No, like just whatever wherever you're said to die. Whether you die at Whatever age, I'm not going to give you a timeline. Just let's say we extend that for ten years, and you're able to experience virtual immersion. I don't. I'm not. You no. No, you wouldn't. No. Five years. No, not by one day. Not by not one day. Not by one day. I don't like when people say it because they say it over some stupid stuff. But when it is my time, it is my time. Really? You know, I said that yesterday. Sure. Yeah, I, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, I <laughs> definitely exactly. You're talking about that. skydiving. Skydiving. That's interesting. This is an interesting perspective. I respect it. I respect it. You're going to extend your life? Yes. But um, what, what? To what lengths? I'm not sure. But 
Um, what if you just died in a car accident? Then hey, that hey. is also. I, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm wood. just Where's saying, like it's. Oh uh, shit! You can use just, my head. It's fine. Okay. Ow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I I have multiple perspectives on this. Um, from my just view on reality, uh, I sort of live by the the thought of let come what may. So. Um, if that event were to happen, then that is within fate uh, for me uh, for it to be brought onto me. That's what my story was meant to be. Yeah. But um, I am a person who is bound to service and who is uh, bound to humanity as a whole. So um, there are many things within whatever lifetime I have. If I'm only able to live the usual human expectancy, I believe that I'll be able to do great things in one day. Um, but from the pers- but from the knowledge of life that I have right now, extending that will just allow me to enrich humanity even further. And maybe it's not my responsibility to do that because it's also a team effort. Effort, but that's just like my uh, like wholesome like outlooking view mm-hmm. on living longer. And then I also have the the geeky part of wanting to live in a Star Wars type world. So. That it's is a culmination of both of those. It things. does sound nice, but I feel that mindset is what breeds people looking for immortality. Because I don't say I want to be immortal. No, not I know you're that not saying awful. that, but that's what it breeds. It it'll lead to to that mindset because well, you can continue doing more give and given the opportunity, if you have an infinite amount of time, you yeah. can continue to grow. Well, unfortunately, um, well maybe not unfortunately, but realistically. Attending to what you were saying, within the science that we are able to think about now, um, and whenever I consume when either computer science or bioengineering, it seems we're going to get to a point where people are going to be immortal anyway. That seems to be the goal. That sounds awful. It and you know most of us awful. don't like most don't of us learn don't the like that. Could way. you die if you wanted to? Yes, but, um, well, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, I, I, I assume so. You could probably just flip a switch. Um, oh, my God. But uh, us three, we all want to die at some point. We don't. We see life as finite, and I said in one episode, the finite nature of life is what gives it meaning, is what allows us to progress. But there are people out there within the science community who are hell-bent on uh allowing humans to be immortal and the trajectory that science is on if we make it past the great filter i believe that there will be people who decide to be immortal that may be biologically immortal or it may be uploading their consciousness to the computer yeah. then being immortal that way last yeah. time on the episode where we discussed gene therapy and like just got all philosoph- uh, philosophical with it mm-hmm. we ended up going like over an hour exp- like yeah. what we expected to talk about so i'll just keep it short when I say um, that's just a loss of humanity, you said humans becoming immortal, but at that point you're not even human. Well, that is yeah. that that's, point. But that's also purely that's your what perception on too. what it's humanity. Okay. What you say? I was thinking that too. Like if we're yeah. flipping switches to end our lives, mm-hmm. then well, are we even living. And no. I'll just I'll just be I'll argue for the other side, even though I'm on your side. That. Um, that 
perspective is purely based off of your idea of what humanity is. It's not your decision to define what humanity is for someone else. It could be to other person that hum the definition of humanity is innovation. In that regard, it would be innovative to extend human life. So you could say that you're definite, I mean, you can't say that it's anything, but in reality, you can. Humanity is what you make it. And maybe that's what the definition of it is, but they could say that their definition of humanity is. So in their perspective, it is not inhumane to do all these things because what we are creating, these are human-created things. Bioengineering is a human-created concept. Artificial intelligence is a human-created concept. But it doesn't leave you with a human. It leaves you with something different. Which is what? Well, like a computer, a, a computer. <laughs> like not a human what you said before how humanity is based on um whatever people make of it mm -hmm. i do not think that is true okay because um well i know you're on our side but arguing against the people with yeah. that mindset yeah whatever they would say um let me collect my thoughts hold on well no i can't <laughs> um basically Society, humans as a whole, humanity. Mm -hmm. um, I think that we've all really come in, come to a consensus that yeah. um, I don't really think humanity does have like a set definition on it. Right, it is however people feel it to be. Yeah, and you know, whenever um, you lose that feeling of making humanity what it is, um, that's when it stops being that concept. But you nobody is just in the fact to project that feeling onto anybody else. That's what, that's what I'm trying to say. Who are you to tell somebody what a human is other than the fact that we breathe air and we're a carbon created. Creature. No, but, but I'm saying in that scenario, when they're, I'm not trying to tell anybody what humanity yeah, is. You are allowed but, to say that. But when, when they're, um, when you lose that feeling of just, um, Humanity, it, if I were to put a definition uh -huh. on it, humanity is all of um, the human race. Yeah. Basically what it sounds like. Uh -huh. So if, you're tr if you do something that is against, let's say, groupthink, like whatever uh, majority of huma uh, humans want, uh -huh. that's uh, it's not humanity. Because humanity is based on the ideals of everybody. Okay. Um, yeah. I, so, can, I can certainly see where you're coming from. Uh, but at the same time, everybody's the main character of their own story. So, one who Facts. decides, one who <laughs> decides to to make their human life in this certain way, you may yeah. So th this is like the the overall idea. Regardless of how you view them, they are allowed to have their own view on it too. This is the issue that plagues us when it comes to media or anything is you you can't you can't force somebody to think a certain idea there is no all world group think so whether right. whether we believe that it is inhumane to basically turn yourself into a computer somebody could think that their them being a human is simply their ability to formulate ideas to have thought out plans because there's no other animal on our planet that are, that is planning things in 
planning for future things to the degree that we are. Mm-hmm. We see dolphins as and uh, as a smart being, but we don't see them as having motives as humans have. So if they are able to uh, keep these motives and emotions and things like that, they could always see themselves as human, regardless of what their physical being is. So I will say that um, humanity, in essence, is mutual understanding of a species mm-hmm. so when that mutual understanding is lost and something is led astray that becomes alien sure not human sure and also uh coming from that side again is if that's your definition of being a human then they might no longer want to be human anymore as long as they are yeah. able to, that, that is their yeah, choice yeah it's it their is choice entirely it's, possible. yeah as long as they're willing to function within themselves and um, even if they're functioning through goodness, I personally yeah. would want to be human. So, you want what? To be human. <laughs> yeah, I think we all would like to be human. I don't want to be um, anything other There's than a that. point where the science should stop um, in regards to life. But it doesn't. That is. Uh, it, it, it doesn't <laughs> stop. The only way it stops is the great filter. I'll say I say this all oh the time. Gosh, how many times? Yeah, because it, this is the like take I a said, shot every time he says the great filter. Yeah, because this is the highlight we don't of our drink life. Drink on the enlightened brothers, yeah, okay? Yeah, take a shot of water. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but yeah, the only the only way the science stops is if somebody stops it for us. Whether we stop it ourselves or there's some type five civilization out there that has been watching us the whole time and so can vaporize us in a second. You're saying I need to intervene. Sure. Become the villain. It's finally my time. But know <laughs> this to your core. I'll be there to stop you. All right. I'll be there to stop you. The enlightened brothers <laughs> becoming the, the enlightened, enlightened enemies. Oh, that's really sad. No, oh, that's okay. the action movie for the century. Oh yeah. All right, well, super enlightening stuff. Uh, any more questions, man? No more you questions. You said you had a debate for us. Debate of the day, special guest Taylor. Oh, no. Um, I'm so scared. What's the, f- what's the best pie? Pie? What's Emery. the best <laughs> pie? <laughs> I like apple pie. I think Woo! it's the best. <laughs> you like apple Give pie? Oh, it's going to be like that. My favorite dessert. Yes, me All and Tay right. against Emery. Apple All right, what? let's go. Wait, you like pumpkin let's pie? Let's go. No. What do you like? Pot pie. What? Like a chicken pot pie? Chicken pot pie. No, okay, but that's a different category. Like no, a fruit no, pie. it's a pie. No, okay. Sir. It's a pie. Apple Pie's pie. a pie. Apple pie so the American delicacy. I, I want to let the viewers know that mm. I really want to make a peanut butter pie. Mm. And <laughs> no one wants to eat my peanut butter pie. <laughs> I'm going to stop you right there. No. Disgusting. No. Peanut what? butter I'm pie? I'm going to make my peanut butter huh? It's so good. That doesn't I'm, make sense. What, what are the so ingredients good. other okay. than peanut butter? So you put it in like an Oreo pie crust. And it's gonna taste like a Reese's. And the ingredients it's peanut butter, sugar, and like egg. And like you make it up. (laughs) Like literally, that's it. Like there's nothing really to it. (laughs) You pop it in the oven for like three minutes just to like let the egg cook like a little bit. um, Three minute made pot. Let me ask you a question about your eggs. You don't put them in the fridge, right? What do you mean, my eggs? Like, Like you're. Eggs? Do you keep them in the? Bro, you don't bro, ask I mean, a woman keep, about her eggs, bro. Keep, <laughs> no, oh God, no! no like, okay, weird. Your, your chicken eggs. You keep them in the fridge, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, why wouldn't I? Okay, good. Just making sure. Because, I mean, <laughs> if you keep them not They're supposed cold, to be refrigerated. Yeah, they have to because... It'll form a baby? Yeah. If you, keep, if you kept it warm, then when you crack the egg, a little chicken would come out. Eggs are just chicken, period. But Same. peanut butter pie, let me tell you. Oh, my goodness. Y'all are going to eat it. I'm telling you. First of all, I don't like peanut butter. I like peanut butter. Hot You're take. You're going to like it. You Hot like Reese's? Take. Yes. Don't no, like I don't like One Reese's. of my favorite uh, candies. They're the best candy. The only thing that I can deal with with peanut butter is Twix. But anyway, chicken pot pie. I can put some Twix on a little bit for you. I'm, oh, you're going to make me the pie? I'm going to, for Friendsgiving. It's really been bothering me that Bet. no one else wants to eat it. <laughs> Bruh, no. Pie. You better give somebody peanut butter poisoning. <laughs> What's the process? What All right, anyway, resume. Chicken pot pie. Apple is it? pie. Okay. Let me finish. Chicken, Chicken pie, pie is good. Yeah, it is good, and let me tell you why. Okay. So you have the standard pie crust. Everybody loves the pie crust, but it's what lies beneath the crust. Let me give you some imagery, like I did with whatever other food that was the other episode. So you got the hot, steaming pie crust, and you take a little toothpick and poke a hole to let the steam run through. You're actually supposed to let the steam come through whenever you score your... She's a pro baker, too. I'm just saying. Anyway, she just showed up your the sexual steam food. coming <laughs> through. Ew. The steam coming through, and you take your metal fork and press around the edges of the pie crust, allowing the crust to fall into the sauce That's of the not chicken even pot why pie. You do that. It's to close it. You don't even know. <laughs> She's banging the your eyes. What are you talking about? You're so obsessed with the chicken pot I'm just saying how pie, you, you eat the pie. The don't you correctly. break? Don't you break the crust into the whenever, pie? Whenever. You, you seal yeah. it with your fork. That's you seal it. It's not no. I'm talking about when you're eating fall. the pie. When you eat the pie, well, isn't you... that what we're talking about? What tastes the best? It sounds a lot I'm like we're making the, the pie. No, I'm, we're not, eating I'm it. not making the pie. Whenever I upload these videos on YouTube, it asks me, "Is this for kids?" And I would say that no. is the reason when you do this food porn is why <laughs> I can't say that this is How for is kids. How is this not for kids? I mean. Everybody loves a nice chicken pot pie. Everybody it's loves good. apple pie. I do not like apple pie. Is the Who said I disliked apple pie? Chicken pie. I just know which is superior. Apple pie is the best. Personally, no, I feel like it's two completely different categories. Are you guys like chicken? I like chicken pot pie. Mm-hmm. You guys good. like pie? Yes. Yeah, but the you, best you of both ask, worlds. You didn't ask if we like pots. And I'm not a fan of pots. I actually prefer pans. <laughs> I don't like pots either. <laughs> so. But do you like pie and do you like apples? Yes. I, I don't like apples. I eat Nobody like three said, apples You're just a saying day. that for the debate. I don't like apples. Oh, Nobody said so apple. I don't like pies either. Nobody, oh, please. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> said like apple pot pie. We don't like pots. I like pans. Apple pan pie. If it was chicken pan pie, then I would be on your side. Maybe. All right, chicken pan pie. No. That's the same difference. I don't like chicken. <laughs> I was being stupid, bro. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Anywho. Apple pie is great on March 14th. The day Annual. after Rona. What? Oh. That's the day after Rona started. Oh, I, well. March 14th. Just continue. March, three, March 14th is Pi Day. It is? Yes. 3.14. Bruh. God. 3.14. These nerds. Anyway, um, yeah, March 14th is Pi Day. Um, and on Pi Day, I do not eat a chicken pot pie. I eat apple pie. And I respect that. I just want to know how you think pie and just immediately think chicken pot pie. Yeah. Like, that's never once come across my mind. When I think you pie, can, I think you apple. You can this debate, too. And the best pie you can put out was chicken pot 
That's <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. It is. You know, I am a I am a food connoisseur to say Clearly the least. Clearly not. Yeah. Everybody you has their own distinctive palate. Everybody has their own distinctive palate, and you know, chicken pot pie. Since I was a youngin, always brought me joy. I can remember the first day I ever had a chicken pot pie. I hated chicken pot pie when I first had it. You know. I don't think I've ever tried it. It's similar to a good casserole. Because you know what's coming, but it still hits you different. How disappointing. When you said it was a surprise, I thought it was going to be something pretty, like, interesting. Yeah. I should have pied you in the face. Like, we needed time to, That would have been a good surprise. (laughs) That would have been a great surprise. I don't have pie. Do you like whipped cream on a plate? Well, I do have chicken pot pie. Bruh. I could make it. Whip it up. But your face is going to get burned. Yeah. I don't want to turn you into Two-Face. Well, I want to eat it. Two chains. No. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> More guest questions. Oh, my God. All right. So we're going to have this as a tradition. We're going to ask this to every guest. Um, but mm. this is just an interesting question to see what your perspective on the world is. If you uh, were supreme dictator, and or maybe not even supreme dictator, but you had the jurisdiction to enact one law that everybody had to follow. Oh, my God. What would that law be? That's a hard question. I don't Very know. Very hard. We'll give you time to think. I edit. Taylor, this is the rite of passage for you to truly be considered enlightened yeah. or an enlightened this, sister. This is what being enlightened is, man. That puts me so on the spot. I don't like it. Everything's on the spot. That's what on you got to do. You no, were doing so good, Taylor. You came in here with pressure. You came in here bashing <laughs> heads. Now finish it out. Drive it home. My law. Talk to the people. No, I love. <laughs> all right, so I love animals. Do you guys like animals? Depends. Animals? Generally, yes. You don't like animals. I said depends. Okay, like well, with my law, you're gonna have to like them. So I think. Oh dang. That um, every human being should have a pet. That's my law. Every human and being because should care have for a the pet. pet. Well, correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be illegal if you didn't take care of your pet correctly. Mm. So, the character trait I believe Taylor possesses through this law is giving or partnership. Well, I, I think the animal, because he talks about therapy mm-hmm. and they're so, like they help you, like therapy dogs, therapy cats, they help people get through like depression and stuff. And even my own dog helped me through like a little dark area of my own. So mm-hmm. like, I think it would be better for our society overall if everyone had to own a pet and take care of it. I think it's, it's a legit law. Okay, well, Thanks. since we did promise our guest that if she tells her law, then we'll tell our own. What do you think? I think my law would be prohibiting hate speech. And, you know, in America that is viewed as going against your um, freedom, uh, freedom of speech, but I believe that this um, would be necessary in building, a wo- in building a world because, you know, I believe people can fake it till they make it. And even if people do have hate in their heart, if they're not able to act upon it, then, you know, um, eventually they'll learn to see that there is good in other people. And, you know, hate speech would do a lot. It would um, act against racism. Mm -hmm. It would um, denounce bullying and other forms of discrimination. And, you know, I think that would be be a good step into building a good world all right well my law would be 
everybody would have to read at least five books mm. or a thousand pages. I would kill myself in your world. Oh god! Hey, I, damn! Sorry. I can't <laughs> oh, read. Good that's god! Not for me. Well, most books are around two two hundred pages, so that's why I said a thousand pages or mass five, pursuit of knowledge or five hundred books. Um, and I think the blessing of humanity not only being uh, relationships, but this is within relationships. The blessing of humanity is truly our intuition. Human intuition is something available across every human, regardless of who you are, um, what you may be. Human, human intuition is the pervading, permeating power that flows, <laughs> flows through in uh, each and every one of us. So, yeah, um, reading books is how I flipped my life around. Reading in it might even be able to be an audiobook, even though I have like my certain perspective on that. I never done an audiobook before, so I don't know I how it is. But at least five books and or a thousand pages. So I believe that will enrich humanity and fix a lot of the problems that even we have. now I don't believe that books are the only like it's the best form of gaining knowledge, but with all the outlets that we have, it can be Knowledge can be found in the strangest of places. I'll tell you this: the most most of the knowledge that I t say on this podcast is derived from watching lectures on YouTube. And that is so insane Mine to me is, how he just like whips out random facts. Like you know this. What's the speed of light? Uh, three times ten to the eight meters per second. But you know he doesn't know who Ted Bundy is. <laughs> who is Ted Bundy? Exactly. Well, I know now, but I didn't know that before. That is like beyond me. And you can just talk. I don't know. Whatever. Bro. Continue. I did. You know, what? That got me speechless. What? He doesn't know who Ted Bundy is? And That's... he knows the speed of light. Isn't that shocking? That is shocking, Caleb. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> I don't understand how Enlighten that's shocking. Enlighten yourself, I... dude. Anywho. You know, well, yeah. I will I'm say that, too, I will say that the well-roundedness of the knowledge that we have here is what allows us to enlighten the listener. You know, yeah, bumping brains, just knocking around ideas mm -hmm. amongst each other. Is how we formulate, come up with these differing opinions, and we come to a consensus. The and, you know, to relate that to what I previously said, mm -hmm. this mutual understanding, this is what humanity is. The blessing of human intuition, like I said before. Amazing. Human knowledge. But All I right. think we're rounding up on everything. Let's do a lightning round. Rap. Let's do a lightning no. round before. Oh. Lightning round of, of questions. Oh, God. Of questions? Yeah. Taylor's favorite random, color. Random questions. Blue. Oh, no, I meant orange. I don't even like blue. Orange? <laughs> I like orange. Or, oh, orange is my orange, favorite you color. Orange, you glad? I, you, no, I don't know what I was going to say. Okay. Um, <laughs> do you know what Neuralink is? No. Oh, I do now. Okay, so uh, would you implant a computer chip into no. your brain? Okay, mm. you don't have to answer that fast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be a computer. I want to be a human. Sure, okay. Space versus ocean. Ocean. Just wanted to hear you say it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Um, what is future occupation marketing analyst or a financial analyst I'm not sure yet favorite mm. food that's not a dessert a chicken mm. okay and in all types and forms full name Taylor Renee Lawrence ooh mm. I'm answering quick oh yes okay <laughs> I, when I said okay, lightning I, I did think. not envision it as you just talking super fast <laughs> no I'm uh, I like that where <laughs> would you like to go to college University of Florida mm. I picked out my dorm room yesterday Wow. Dang. Yeah. Your least favorite food? My least favorite food? Green beans. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate Out of everything? Said that. <laughs> I actually I like green beans, beans, but out of everything, green beans? I hate green beans. My mom made me eat a bowl of them once, and I threw up, and I just can't go back. Now. I hate milk. I, mean, I don't like milk either. 
I like all I the milk. I can eat milk with, I mean, drink milk with cereal. <laughs> but, you know, milk alone. Milk uh, isn't nah. a food. It's a, it's a oh, no. It's not a food or anything, but I despise medicine. <laughs> I despise medicine. Medicine's why you If you, you give me Pepto-Bismol or I, NyQuil, I like I'm throwing up. Huh? I like the taste. Some people are like that. Some people I like, like the that. taste of it. Like, oh my goodness, grape flavored medicine is like. Oh my god. Best. That's making me feel like I want to gag right now. All right, next All right. question. Yeah. Favorite TV show? Grey's Anatomy. Hey. Or Shits Creek. Oh, yeah. I just heard about. I just Isn't that new? No. It's not new? No. It's on Netflix, though. No, it is on Netflix. Okay, that's why I thought it's it was good. new. Okay. Watch it. It's funny. Any more questions? Favorite element on the periodic table? Um, iron, because I just remember it's the 26th one. I don't know why, nice. but I don't know. <laughs> Do you know the atomic mass of iron? Wouldn't it be 26? No, 35.5. <laughs> but he doesn't know who Ted Bundy is. <laughs> okay. Favorite subject in school? Math. Favorite subject in math? Um, Algebra. Oh, what you doing algebra. with your foot, dog? My foot? Oh, I'm kicking it. Just, just swinging. Swing. Kicking it for real. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because we're just chopping it up now. All right. Final question for the lightning round. Okay. Have you ever been struck by lightning? No. <laughs> Okay. I've Let's been electrocuted. R- huh? Actually, no. Last one. If you, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? I would want to read minds. Read minds? I'm read a nosy minds. person, and I always like to know what people and are thinking. Snoopy, so, huh? nice. yeah, instead of having to ask directly, which I do, I just wouldn't have to. Well, that is the worst power to learn how to control, because when you first get the power, you literally just hear everything. I would be fine with you. You would go crazy. crazy. No. No, you go insane. You have to learn you how to control. You say that's fine with you, but you wouldn't even know what fine <laughs> yeah. is. You wouldn't know. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Right. I really yeah. want to hear Emery rap. They've been waiting for this moment. Uh, I'm running out of beats, dog. I'm running, running out of beats. Oh, you make the beat? I make the beat. Listen to mouth. the sound of your heart. Come on. <laughs> sing for once. All right, sing. All right, you got to have to give me a little beat. All right. Mm. It's going to be slow then. Is it going to be a song that y'all already know, or are we making yeah, up I'm words? Not, I'm singing, right. singing this episode. Right. Come on. Doom. 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 Do doom 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 Episode nine do, do, doom. I'm feeling really 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 doom. really fine do, do, doom. And this beat kinda going dumb And do, do, I'm feeling like it's really fun do, do, and, and 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 do, do, doom, doom. Chicken pot pie, pot pie is the best best pie. No, it's not. And I'm feeling really fine. Yeah. Elon Musk, husk, and a tusk. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 Oh man! This is a anyway. this is a dumpster fire, Taylor. Um, <laughs> I don't sing. I'm not musically gifted. It's cool. You've been great. Thank um, you. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want to tell the people? No. Before we go. No. Do you plan on coming back? Yeah. 
Really? Yeah. Recurring guest? Have me back. Mm? So we back have another wanted. recurring guest. And we always did. I did say last episode we're going to drop one message at the end to see message. if you're still watching. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, if you're watching. No, let her pick the message. Can I pick the message? Yeah. What kind, what's the theme of the So it's like, like what's been a just anything. Thing? If they're still watching at the end, they gotta comment this down below. Yeah. Comment chicken pot pie is the worst pie. If you're still listening. That's probably likely regardless of if they're at the end of the episode <laughs> or not. <laughs> well, you make sure you put an exclamation point at the end. I think to I'm to done sell here. It. <laughs> finish off. All right. Well, me and Tay will finish the episode. <laughs> um, Emery. All right. Well. We it's been have, fun. yeah, it's Thank been great. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. I begged to come on here for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you've been absolutely great. We Why, now have uh, an enlightened sister, our first enlightened sister. That's an honor. In honor. So, um, I hope. never mind. So, yeah, I don't know what that was. <laughs> no, uh, but now we have an, a, a recurring guest. So, um, yes. anyway, to wrap things up. I hope you enjoy. Uh, remember that I love each and every one of y'all. I thank you again Aww. for giving me this platform to uh, spew my sciencey greatness on y'all and uh, allowing me and my co-host to uh, say what we love to say. So um, thanks again and uh, enjoy. Subscribe. Peace. Bye. Bye. Oh, Emery. <laughs>